I, I remember in the 90s, there were, um, you know, when I first kind of started using the internet, there were, mm. there was like the FTM ring. So we used to be called <laughs> FTMs. That's older language too. I also call myself an FT FTM. Mm -hmm. So that means female to male, mm -hmm. female to male transsexual. Mm -hmm. um, I still use that language. Other people do not, you know, they're welcome to change whatever they mm -hmm. want, but that's what I do. Um, so the FTM ring was basically these little web websites that were linked together. Yeah. So you could go on this page and go, oh, there's several of these websites that are on the same topic. Yeah. I'm going to travel around in them and look at them. And they were so sweet. Mm -hmm. There were some that, um, and, the, and the people who made these were so generous. Mm -hmm. Like they would put pictures of themselves up. Mm -hmm. They would even put up pictures of their partners sometimes. They would talk about... Um, uh, early, you know, they would show pictures of the early transition and kind of the middle and the end when they were, mm -hmm. you know, finally transitioned and maybe passing or, mm -hmm. you know, just living their lives. And it was just so generous. It helped so many of us to see, mm -hmm. you know, what was possible. And yeah. uh, for me, it was, though, it was the online support groups. Like yeah. Gender Peace, Beginning Life, um, Susan's. Mm. Uh, Susan, um, what was the other one? Um, someone's Laura's Playground. Mm. Those are four. But like I said, I was involved with a number of others. Oh, yeah. Madison Avenue was another one. That was that one was out of Canada. Oh, okay. It yeah. A, it was a little group. There was only a couple dozen of us at that one. Did you go to any in in person peer groups? Um, a couple times. Yeah. Um, back. Were those early the on, universities, or where were those based? Uh, early on, 2003, 4, 5, yeah. for a short time, we had this group here in New Hampshire that was basically transsexual people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't transgender. It was right. just basically all transsexual people. Mm -hmm. And we had a couple meetings, but that group fell apart. Okay. The person who was, like, the leader, they, they had established, like, a... like a house where yeah. they could where a person could stay temporarily okay but like i said that all fell yeah. apart within uh, a couple of years that sounds really wonderful and those things pop up a lot uh from you know in my history i've noticed a lot of those popping up mm -hmm. one of the problems with those is i mean is there's sometimes poverty uh, there's sometimes some theft that goes on. Mm -hmm. There's a sometimes an invasion of space. It's mm -hmm. just really hard to maintain those peer support groups mm -hmm. in private spaces. Yeah. It's sometimes better, and it's it's kind of somebody's turf too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of better to like rent a, an office or some kind of separate space. Now it's lucky we have universities that have centers. Mm -hmm. We have um, city centers uh, that LGBT centers that mm -hmm. sort of thing. So it's a little bit better. It's a little bit more distant, yeah. which can be a problem too. Mm -hmm. Distance can be a problem. Uh, it's less intimate than those more private, small spaces where you're just you know sitting on somebody's couch in the living room mm -hmm. and, and going around. But um, it mitigated some of the problems that came up when with those more intimate groups. I went to Ingersoll Gender Center in Seattle. I was lucky. Mm, okay. Uh, I've At, heard of that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty famous. Marsha Botzer. She is one of the coolest ladies I've ever met. Talk mm -hmm. about elegant, just refined, so so beautiful. 
wonderful, such a sweet person too. So giving to her community. She mm. had, at the time that I was going there, which was, you know, I, I don't know, like 20 years ago, um, mm. there were 17, something like 1,700 consecutive Friday night meetings. Wow. So it had been going for a while. Tell you what, that's, I mean, count that in the number of weeks, okay? That's a long time, and that's consistency, yeah. and consistency is so important. Like, if you're in a community that needs support, but you're not really getting it broadly, like mm -hmm. from medical or whatever, or friends and loved ones, having that stable place to go every mm -hmm. week is so important. I mean, she offered such a great service to so mm -hmm. many people. People would travel to go there yeah. now it's part of an lgbt center and i don't know what it's like now but it was really mm. nice when it was just a separate kind of office space mm. um i really liked it that's what the online support like groups were for mm. me for those first couple of years i lived in those yeah. forums yeah sucking in right. everything i could yeah you know stuff about uh hormones yeah surgeons right and it sounds like you gave um, it right back, too, because yeah. you were yeah. answering questions online. That's awesome. Whereas today, I see like a lot of these younger kids just don't get it. They have a totally different mindset What don't today. they get? What don't they get? They don't get into, they don't, they don't want to join a group and mm. learn. Oh, okay. They want everything instantaneously. You know, They don't want to have to do any research at all. I, I... <laughs> I don't know about that characterization, but what I see online, and I'm not usually online on those forums just because mm. people are talking about topics that I kind of got over a long time ago, mm. and sometimes when they bring them up, there's so much anxiety around them. Yeah. You feel it. I mean, I can feel it by reading it, that it makes me anxious, and mm. I don't need that extra layer of yeah. anxiety in my life. So I tend to not be on those forums very much, but, you know, good for you guys who can. Mm. Um but um, what I notice is that some people will start hormones mm -hmm. or they will start, you know, the process of socially transitioning mm -hmm. even. And they won't ask other people in their lives or they won't really ask um, people privately. They will ask these really intimate questions online or questions that they should probably should probably go to their doctor. You know, whomever is prescribing mm -hmm. them the medication, this yeah. medication, they should be talking to them more about it instead of asking some guys online mm -hmm. about how to do their shot, for instance. I mean, just very basic stuff, mm -hmm. you know. So that's what I worry about is the number of questions. I mean, it's great that people ask questions, but you can also, I mean, use your resources, mm -hmm. There are more resources out there than we than when we started transitioning. So, well, the resources today are different. Are they okay? Um, like I said, we used to go to these. But you, you got to admit you, that that there are more. You you I mean, were a member of these forums, and yeah. you just you just read and read and read and listened and yeah to other people's experiences, right? Mm -hmm. And so you you learned who they saw where they were, mm -hmm. how much they were. Right. Um, That's how I did it. Yeah. There, there weren't that many surgeons doing the, the exactly. different surgery. So you only had a, a, a choice of just a few. So you picked the one either regionally that you could go to or that you felt had the results that you were looking for. That's what happened to me. In yeah. 2005, there were 
three facial surgeons in yeah. the country. Right. Only three. Right. Yeah. You saw a it's doctor, a specialty. You saw a Dr. Osterhout in yeah. San Francisco. Yeah. Zukowski in Chicago. Yeah. Or Dr. Spiegel in Boston. Yeah. And I'm not even part of this, and I knew that first name. Yeah. So these people are are famous. Dr. Spiegel was quite new at the time, okay. so I, I yeah. passed on him simply because he was so new. Zukowski, I'm sorry, but he came across as a used car salesman I understand. to me. So I passed on I went him. to a consultation with a guy in Portland, Oregon, a little shit in Portland, Oregon, <laughs> and I'm going to say, and I'm a little shit too, but this guy's even more of a little shit. <laughs> and he actually reached out and hefted my breast without even warning me, without asking me. He was, he, and he was evaluating me from afar and he was like, yeah, I think we can do something here, you know, and I was just horrified. Are you kidding No, me? I'm not. And... I had even put down a deposit, and I walked away from that deposit. I was not going to have surgery with this little guy. No way. Anyway, his his name starts with an M, so y'all know who that is. <laughs> anyway, please go on. Uh, yeah, so I ended up going to see Dr. Ousterhout out, yeah. in, out in San Francisco. I believe he was the one with the most experience. Yes. He was he, kind of a pioneer. He had three things going for him. He had a ton of experience. Yes. He had already been doing... FFS at that point for 17 years. Yeah. And there was a lot of research around him and his practice. Yeah. yeah. He had degrees in dentistry and uh, plastic surgery. Plastic surgery yeah. and had done uh, a ton of uh, cranial facial mm. anomaly work in children. Right. So this, he had he was the total package. Right, right. So I, I ponied up the money and I went where, where yeah. I needed to go. Yeah. Um, another thing I learned online was, uh, a place <coughs> that um, <coughs> actually me. worked with him was a recovery house, the Cocoon Recovery House. Okay. That was wonderful you know i've seen pictures of that place yeah it's like you go in and it's almost like a resort and it's a way that you can recover after yeah. facial surgery yeah. is intense surgery oh i know that i i know <laughs> but I've, I've just seen the pictures and i'm like wow y'all are brave yeah, to I, go through that I, I had a tough time in the hospital yeah uh, i was there i can't remember if it was 24 or 48 hours but in the actual hospital. That's yeah. a long time to be in the, the hospital. The nurses never looked in my mouth. Mm. Um, my mouth was just full of gunk. Mm. It was just building up in there. It wasn't until Mira, Dr. Ousterhout's assistant, yeah. came to take me to the cocoon house that I, I was telling her, and she spent like 15 yeah. minutes just cleaning out my mouth. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is that when, when this happens, their face, their faces are swollen and all wrapped up. So mm -hmm. it's really hard to communicate and yeah, yeah all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, Not to excuse the people who didn't, you know, yeah. probe further into what was going on with you. But yeah, it's kind of intense. You're yeah. covered up. Mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah. Uh, How long was the recovery from that, by the way? Well, the... <sighs> If you're talking full recovery, I think you, it takes the best part of a year. Okay. Because um, 
I had kind of a lot done. Yeah. And um, so your hair, what, hairline too, and yeah, stuff. yeah. I had a incision from here all the way around to here. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of sites where women, trans women, are very, very generous in putting the photos up. Mm. Um, I'm on one site right now where a woman who's a teacher uh, mm. has been um, showing what happens every day. And it's amazing, like, the recovery that mm. happens every day. Yeah. I think she probably had less extensive than you did because mm -hmm. she just... Um, I've just seen some bruising it's not like um, I don't think she she went through much it might even be a second um, surgery for mm -hmm. her but she showed us she's showing us online how she's improving like in you know the the healing yeah. process and it's so generous of her to do that mm -hmm. yeah I love it the, yeah. they're doing some construction over there so yeah. there's some heavy equipment the the one um, complication I had from surgery mm. was involving the incision. Okay. Because he did this the, the incision from ear to ear. Right. It killed a lot of the hair follicles okay. along there. Okay. So eventually actually had some of that put back. Okay. <laughs> so plugs basically. Yeah they okay. took stuff from the back of my head. Yeah. And moved it to the crown and these yeah. sides here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a little in the front, too. That's pretty common. I mean, yeah. And um, that was horrific. Okay. Because <laughs> what, what? You're really selling us on the yeah. uh, trans surgery here. <laughs> when he took in the back, that was, that was not yeah. pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm glad I had it done because it, it evened out my my hairline oh, made, yeah. it, made it more like it was before right before maybe it started receding a little bit well like i said it, it was receding a little bit but the facial surgery made it worse because that incision line oh i kinda see did a did a number on a, a lot of the hair follicles along it yeah uh for people like me uh, uh ftms female to male transsexuals mm -hmm. uh trans men uh, we often have large scars, mm -hmm. you know, that are, that are visible. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, one of the joys of getting surgery up here, uh, uh, mastectomy is that you can, you can then take your shirt off and yeah. you can be out in the sun and go swimming and blah, blah, blah. So some people are, um, very self-conscious about the scarring, mm -hmm. um, and so what they will do is they will, um, do various treatments. There's, um, silicone sheets there's um actual scar reduction that you can do that's a surgery mm -hmm. there's also steroids steroid injections mm -hmm. some some trans men also do tattooing across that area yeah. to mm -hmm. uh, sort of trick the eye yeah so that you don't notice the the lines there mm -hmm. uh, and there's different kinds of surgeries obviously if you're large-breasted like i was i was a double d um and so I have fairly large scars, but there are, are trans men who have very, very small scars. Yeah, oh, and you can barely, you can't yeah, even see anything. You cannot see it because they were very small breasted and they had very little material there. And, and good surgeons. Yeah, and good surgeons. <laughs> yeah. I would say um, most, uh, most all surgeons that I've seen, most of the results have been really good. Um, and I will say there are some, there are some uh, surgeries that don't, 
turn out so well uh, for people. Uh, but that's that's all surgery. Mm. That's all surgery. Yeah. Uh, and even those guys, uh, I'm talking about guys now, who have had um, sometimes less than uh, good results, sometimes they're also generous to show you what mm. can happen, uh, you know, because sometimes there are complications like um, mm. a nipple has a problem mm. or there's extra scarring. Don't smoke. Yeah, smoking is really bad. It will, it will, it will hurt, hurt the results. It will make L- it so lose your nipples. Yeah, lose your nipples. You, the healing will be terrible. Sometimes the surgeons will make you quit for a certain amount of time before you get yeah. surgery, and you have to like sign documents and stuff uh, because it's a real, it's a real hazard. So I was gonna also mention <clears throat> um, old versus new. Yeah, like I said, in the old days we studied, we studied, we sure. studied, sure. Learned who the doctors were, figured out which ones we thought were the best, and we went to them. Well, in some ways, it was like, it was like there's a there's a path, Mm. you know, there's a very linear path. Now it's a little different. Now a lot of them, they just want to go to the closest one. Yeah. Well, that's you don't care what his quality is. You're just gonna go because he's the closest. Well, it it could. I don't understand that mentality. Well, it could be also, um, you know, uh, that they heard good things about the. The closer one, maybe they trust that they're okay, and also economics, mm-hmm. right? There's always the economic. Oh, that, issue. that was another thing back then. Everything was out of pocket. Yeah, and um, and back then, a lot of people would say would complain about, oh, insurance would pay for this, for insurance would pay for this, and I used to tell them, no, you're going to regret that because once once insurance gets involved. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have more hurdles, mm. co-pays, but as long as it's reduced, the price is reduced. I mean, that's kind of a good thing. And um, say back then, bottom surgery was eighteen thousand dollars. <throat> I would say after insurance gets involved, and you have to get their approval and everything. You're going to find the copay will be oh, $18,000. Uh, I see. Yeah, I, sometimes insurance in this country is is awful like they will just pump up the price. Yeah. Yeah, and then you end up being the same. I personally I I had I had one of my surgeries was actually paid for um because I was having medical complications beyond being trans. Okay. Yeah. And so and at back, the time back issues uh, no, it was it was something else. Okay. Um, I'm I, I'm not going to say, but um, mm-hmm. back then there was I only knew of one place in the country that actually had insurance that covered it, uh-huh. covered okay. trans health, and I and I actually moved there and I got into this program where I could get it, but and I gave up some things in doing that. I actually had a fellowship to the um, Uni- University of Maine in Orono. Mm-hmm. And a fellowship to university as an undergraduate is a really big deal. Mm. But I knew that going to Orono, I would not be, I would not have the same kind of care mm-hmm. that I got elsewhere in a more mm-hmm. urban place, in a bigger place. Um, so I gave that up. And that is sometimes uh, one of those choices that trans people have mm-hmm. to make. Right, we always have these choices that we have to make. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, we, where we can't advance more because we're having to take care of these things. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Also, it cost me, other things cost me so much that I was actually in poverty for over 10 years because mm. I was paying off credit cards, mm -hmm. right? Because most of it was cash. It was tens of thousands of dollars, yeah. you know, so I was putting everything towards that mm -hmm. because as somebody who doesn't have a family, credit is really important to me, having a good credit score because mm -hmm. nobody's going to help me out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, and some older people like of our kind of generation mm -hmm. <clears throat> of being trans, um, I was a little bit earlier than you actually. I started late 90s with, with therapy, mm -hmm. but uh, right now you're expressing some frustration, which I think is healthy, right? About younger people who are people. Yeah. But, and that's healthy. That's think, a good. Think things are, things change. Yeah. It, that's a good critique. But some older trans people, uh, and I'm going to say, unfortunately, trans women too. Mm. And I have, unfortunately, I've interviewed them and I'm not going to use their interviews mm. because they're so, they have so much resentment towards younger people right now or people who are transitioning right now just because they're younger because they're younger because they're able to do it younger because they have some insurance coverage mm. not not everybody has insurance yeah. coverage but some people do which is appropriate we should have insurance mm -hmm. coverage that is appropriate in small copays and, mm -hmm. you know we shouldn't have to beg people for for yeah. our health care um but they're so resentful that they're actually hateful towards other other trans people. And I just, I, I hate seeing that. It, they could be elders. Mm -hmm. They could be like you and I mm -hmm. and actually give back to mm -hmm. the community our wisdom that we have gained from our experience, right? But instead, yeah. it's turned into hatred. And it's really awful to see that. And I, I've seen that quite a bit. Oh, one place I still occasionally do some online advocacy. Oh, really? Work. Okay. I'm on this uh, medical... Uh, yeah, because you're a medical professional. Uh, mailing list. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, it's mainly for doctors, but I o I'm always keeping an eye out for articles related to trans people. Oh, yes, me too. I'm on an international one, an international health one, just so that I can keep up a little bit. So and I'll comment or respond to other people, and there's always one to three <laughs> yahoos on there. Mm just spewing complete bile yeah, right. misinformation. Right. So they are on a health forum yeah. as medical professionals, yeah. and they're saying ignorant things about trans people. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow, that's that, that's terrible. And because I, you'd think that people would have a bit of shame. So I just calmly respond wow. to them with some facts. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> What'd you hear? Probably the wind. <laughs> he's probably sleeping and now he's like what's going on <laughs> that's so, my dog <laughs> yeah because there's always crazy misinformation out there uh, but I always have I've got a bunch of resources on my computer yeah. that I can just copy and paste in a lot of these situations speaking like, of information um, so you've kind of seen this ebb and flow right yeah of the online rhetoric around mm -hmm. trans people. Mm -hmm. I feel like right now it's really bad. Yeah. Can you can you talk about that a bit? Your it, experience of that? It was really bad even when I when I started. Yes. And then it seemed to wane, start to wane around 2009, 10. It was good for a couple years. Yeah. But then it came roaring back like 2014, 15. Mm. And of course, 
with the certain ex-president really took off. Yes, right. Yeah, I. It, it's almost like, I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of Obama, Mm-hmm. But those years were pretty good mm-hmm. for trans people. Like, yeah. yeah, there was there was some cultural things that that were very positive. Mm. And then, you know, kind of near the end of his presidency, he had um, executive order um, uh, with some protections and whatnot. But unfortunately, and, with, and the military, yeah, and the military, right? Um, but then, unfortunately, uh, because of executive orders are not. Um, they're not permanent. No. They're the not codified. The next person come, come in and write a new one. That's right. And that's what happened. And then Trump, of course, he did more than that. I mean, he did more than the military mm-hmm. flip. He also, you know, uh, went out. And, w- within days of taking yeah. office. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty awful. And it's interesting that you say 2014 and 15 because that was kind of a lead up. That yeah. was a really long election cycle. Yeah. And part of it was the, of course, the en- enmity towards Obama and the racism that was coming yeah. up because he's a black president. Yeah. And, um, they, they'll, they'll never admit it, though. Oh, yeah. Of course not. You know, they don't care about race. They don't see color. They're, yeah, you're definitely liars. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, Trump's grift was going on for a while. He was you, a terrible, terrible president. You should read... Mary Trump's book. Okay. Yeah, I haven't read that. Okay, I'll do that. that Homework. That, that's a nice <clears throat> window into his psyche. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I I will definitely do that. I don't know if I want to know more about Trump, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I wish he'd go away. Uh, just recently, like right now, mm-hmm. um, the FBI, just a couple days ago, mm-hmm. um, went into Mar- Mar-a-Lago yeah. and uh, took back papers. Yeah. And some of those had apparently nuclear secrets in them and stuff and a lot of it was secret material yeah yeah, classified material and uh you know i guess the national archives some of it some of it was stuff that they needed and he's i guess famous i looked this up he's famous for ripping documents yes ripping them up burning them yeah or flushing them down the toilet right right uh and uh, in some cases, uh, if they could get their hands on them, some of his assistants were trying to tape them back together. Yeah, um, yeah they were trying to tape them back the, together because they got to keep all that stuff. And they were actually discussing what kind of tape to use. Because, <laughs> yeah, because the glue on tape, this is an archival question. It changes color. Yeah, it changes color. It disintegrates. Um, so they had to use a special, mm. special tape. You know, because those documents are important. But, 200 years from now, somebody's probably going to look at that. But the point is, you have the Presidential Records Act. Yes. And he violated that yes. thousands of times. Yes, yes. Thousands. Yeah. yeah. And we're not even talking about the boxes. That was yes. separate. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, and also, I mean, there we kind of had this um, tradition of, <clears throat> you know, since Nixon of sort of pardoning, pardoning people who were in office, who did crimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm afraid that's going to happen to Trump. You know, we're going to... No, we're gonna, no, I hope not. Nobody's going to pardon him. I hope not, because, I mean, he... I think he really put our country in danger in a, in, oh. for his own vanity, yeah. for his own benefit, not the country's benefit. Read the book. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Maybe not right now, because, you know, I'm kind of sick of him. Um so speaking of politics, how do you identify politically? Um, I'm a progressive. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess the best 
way to pigeonhole me. I guess you could call me a Bernie crat. Okay. All right. I haven't talked to one yet. Oh. Um, so what what is appealing about, uh, would you say you're a DSA uh, fan? Um, yeah. Okay. Are you part of that? Uh, no. Not, okay. I've, not, not I have formally. followed them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so what is appealing about Bernie Sanders, particularly as a trans person? Um, particularly as a trans person. Well, well, I mean, we could talk about it in terms of America, and then let's talk about it in terms of LGBT He is very stuff. big on inclusivity. Okay. He, he takes everybody in. Yes. Um, but the big thing for me is how he's been right on so many issues for decades. Mm-hmm. So he was warning us about stuff since 1990, and he's still talking about the same stuff. Sure. But in some ways... Only if now, a lot of people are listening now. Yeah, they, they are listening. In some ways, though, he hasn't gotten things done, though. He mm. hasn't been able... To, I mean, he's been a politician for a really long time. Well, you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? However... So he's the, talked about things, but he hasn't gotten things done. The, there's other things going on, though. Sure, of course there is. The... Neoliberalism, for instance. The... That wing of the party, the corporate Democrats, yes. did pull a number of dirty tricks on them in both campaigns. I agree. I agree. Yeah. For example, in 2016... People were really disappointed in that, too. For, the, for like the first three, four months of the campaign, it was like a media blackout on Bernie. He could not mm. get any media coverage. You mean big media. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's because certain folks didn't want him to get any media coverage. Yeah, right. If he had gotten the media coverage he should have, I think he probably would have ended up winning in 2016. Yeah. Won the nomination. Yeah. And then well, we could have changed history because mm-hmm. Trump is a populist, a negative populist. Yeah. Bernie is a positive populist. I agree. You would have two populists going head to head, and chances are they would have taken the po- the positive person. Yeah, and I, and I don't mean to equate these two people, but mm-hmm. they have a similar like kind of brash style. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think Bernie Bernie is obviously not as crass as um, no. Donald Trump. No, but. He's also less of a polished politician. Like, he will just say stuff, you mm. know. And you're right. They, they're both populists. Mm. I think that would have been some interesting debates, yeah. definitely. I would have loved to have seen that. Cause, and we were, we were warning people back in 2016. Yeah. We were telling them Hillary, Hillary is the status quo. Yeah, Absolutely. And people, and she and, will go back. And people in 2016, yeah. wanted change. Yeah, and and, and the only yeah. change, a lot of them, millions of them saw, was Trump. Yeah, and Hillary Clinton, she will go backwards. Even she's not even the status quo. She will go backwards <laughs> if it's going to benefit her. Yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen that? I mean, she's a terrible, terrible candidate. Uh, she's a hawk. I mean. Talk about, I mean, she was perfect as Secretary of State. She, she that was, was a, a perfect job was, for her. She was just about 
the worst candidate we could have put forward yes. in 2016 because 2016 was a change year. <laughs> was a change year. Emphasis here. Yeah. It was yeah. a change year. Yes. And mm-hmm. we didn't have a change candidate. Yeah. 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 So um, first time I went to uh, college in the late 70s, I was actually a history major. Yes. And so I've always been a kind of a history buff, political science mm. person. Yeah. So you and know all this stuff. You so know all the trends. I like to tell people that yeah. I know too much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I've, I've known a couple of people who have that background. You know, they didn't go on to be teachers. They didn't go on to be academics or well, historians. I was, I was also going to school to be a teacher. Okay. But I I just got overwhelmed. I Nobody in my, no one in my family had ever been to college. Yeah. It was a combination of probably trans stuff, mm. but also just being first person to ever go to college. Right. Also, but you use that training in order to educate a lot of people, though. Yes, I do. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you still do. But you used it, so that's great. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That's what I do a lot on my Facebook page. A mm. lot of my stuff is educating people about history and politics. Yeah. Yeah, so you know the you know what populism actually is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know the definitions. Um what do you think is going on now uh, in terms of politics, and who do you support? Because right. we have uh, the midterms coming in twenty uh, at the end of twenty two yeah. this year, and then in two thousand twenty four we have yet another cycle of yeah. presidential races. And um, yeah, we are in. A little bit of trouble, I think, because we don't really have a candidate for 24 yet. Mm. You're talking about the Democrats or the DSA? Yeah, uh-huh. Democrats. Democrats. Mm-hmm. Um, Biden says he's going to run, but he's going to be, what, 83 or yes. something? Yes, I'm very worried about that. Because already um, I think he's having trouble. I do. Um, this is going to sound crazy and maybe out of left field, okay? okay. But... <clears throat> um, Joe Kennedy the third. Okay. Um, I think he has a legitimate shot. He's going to be forty-three. Okay. And he's going to excite all those young voters. Okay. Yeah. And would, how would you describe his political bent? Well, he isn't. He he's kind of <coughs> part, partly progressive. You know what I'm saying? But I just think. Given his history, is he like uh, and his family background? Is he like I a, think he, I, I think he could catch lightning in a bottle, that man. Is he uh, like a social liberal and a um, fiscal conservative kind of type guy? No, he he's 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 liberal, but he yeah. he's not as liberal as I would like him to okay. be. Sure, but I just see things working out for him if he chooses to do so yes yeah okay so that's your endorsement (laughs) have you heard anything uh from him about trans issues or lgbt well the thing is um i just don't think kamala is going to make it no too many people hate her yeah yeah and i hate to say it i know it's just really shallow yeah but her voice drives me nuts okay well that's interesting coming from a trans person i 
<laughs> I'm probably no. no there's honestly, just something about that her voice. She just doesn't. Yeah. Communicate. Uh, you well. know, uh, female uh, uh, women who are in public office are often criticized for that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I actually don't like it. I mean, mm. I understand she does have uh, an interesting voice. Mm. Uh, Margaret Thatcher also had that problem. Uh, she actually went to voice lessons mm. to slow her down now, and to deepen her voice that, so that now, she would sound more authoritative. That is one good quality Clinton actually had. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh and like I said earlier, I think, you know, Clinton was a hawk and she was perfect as, yeah. you know, Secretary of State. I I think that was her limit. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Um, yeah, I don't think Kamala Harris, I, I don't really care about a voice. I think that's kind of a, mm-hmm. you know. A lot of people are saying Buttigieg, but he's yeah. a little too wishy-washy yeah, for me. Yeah, I do. I don't I, know I if agree. you remember the primaries. He started out as a progressive. Yeah. And kept going right. Kept going right. Yeah, he's the so transportation. It like he doesn't have any convictions to me. He's the transportation secretary, yeah. right? Yeah. And he's also had some minor scandals around that, like getting out of a car and taking a bicycle and then, you know, bicycling to work. Yeah, well, you just <laughs> did 90% of it in your car, you know. Uh, and, you know, he's been involved in some of this, you know, closure stuff. And what, the what, energy stuff. What and, I do like about him, though, yeah. is he, you, for example, when he goes on Fox News, yeah. he totally disarms those guys. He's okay. really good at well, that's a good, countering them. That's good, at least. You know, maybe he can be part of the administration like he is now, but yeah. not the top guy. I mean, he's a good-looking guy, you mm. know, well-spoken, like you're saying. I don't think he has the charisma. I don't think he has the like chutzpah mm. to do it. Um, you really need to have a sharp mm. edge somewhere mm. in there, you know. Uh, I mean, and you need that for foreign relations yeah, too. That, that's what I wish we had right now. We we really need an FDR type. Yeah, and we just don't have one right now. Yeah, that's why I'm mm. hoping that maybe Joe Kennedy mm. fills that role yeah or maybe grow into it because there were he had when he was in congress he had a couple outstanding um floor speeches Mm -hmm. let's stop so i think he has it in him so tell me more about joe kennedy the third why you think he's good um he has good great speaking ability yeah he's got yeah that's my dog (laughs) (laughs) um and he just seemed to really understand public service. Okay. Mm-hmm. It comes from his family. Yeah. I know it's going right. to sound stereotypical no. or whatever. Or cop no, out, it's but true. No, he it's really true. seems to get public service. Yeah, right. And I think he has an idea of things we need to be doing. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, I think under given the right circumstances, I think he could really catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I certainly hope so, because, I mean, I'm not rah, 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 the Democrats or whatever, but mm-hmm. we can't have Republicans in there right now, because they are know. doing some bad stuff right now. I mean, this is this is terrible, like how they're, uh, you know, taking away trans people's rights to health care and uh, our uh, legal protections. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, they're embracing 
authoritarian. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's it's disgusting. In fact, yeah. it's disgusting, and it it goes against conservatism too because yeah. there's no privacy there. There's no individuality that we're talking about there. They're yeah. taking that away. Yeah, they they have given up their former yeah. conservative values. Yeah, yeah, they're going towards this. I mean, if you look online, the GOP's Twitter account, like mm-hmm. half of them are like misconstrued, out of context Bible quotes, you know. And what what are you all doing? That's mm-hmm. that's gross, you know. Mm-hmm. Keep that out of politics. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one of the the great things about this country is that we do have that separation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's well, it's, they're trying to do away with that. Yeah, of course they are. Of course they are. Uh, I don't know if you heard about the ad that Hobby Lobby put out the other day. No. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sure which paper they put it in, but they put, a, they put out a full-page ad Okay, where they're basically calling for a theocratic takeover of our government. They're wow. saying that not only does our government have to be Christians, but you should only be allowed to be involved in government if you are a Christian. Okay. Yeah, like I said, they're going theocratic. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's, I don't think that's a good tactic, though, because, I mean, I even know, I know people on the right who are, or who are irreligious. They're atheists. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know very conservative people who do not go to church and mm-hmm. who do not want that placed upon them, and especially from Alaska. I was very surprised about that. There's lots of conservatives and libertarian people who are like, nah, I'm not interested in the church. You know, don't keep that off me. And actually, I was very surprised at that. I think I read the other day, I saw a chart the other day saying that uh, there was a chart about abortion restrictions and rights. Sure. It said Alaska actually has it in their constitution. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Cool. They've enshrined. Yeah. Well, Alaska's doing some great stuff. I I don't know when that happened, but we have (laughs) ranked choice voting and open primaries. So it's it's. Alaska's doing some good stuff. And we tried very desperately to get rid of Dun- our Governor Dunleavy, mm-hmm. uh, who is um, cut, tried to cut everything. I mean, he, he was doing it so irresponsibly. I mean, if you're going to reduce government, guess what? you got to do it slowly. You mm-hmm. can't do it cat- catastrophically. Yeah. Leaving seniors out literally in the cold. I mean, he was, he, he was doing some bad stuff. He's mm-hmm. undermined our universities. And... Our state is one of those where we really need a much better, more robust educational system. It mm. is really, we're really behind. And he was undermining it and taking, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars away from those programs. I mean, it was crazy. Anyway, we tried to recall, um, but COVID happened. Mm. And then so signature gathering and all that stuff was yeah. just, I mean, we just couldn't do it. Um, but Alaska's changing. Alaska's changing. They hmm. see that, you know, uh, the interests of more right-wing um, leaders mm-hmm. isn't working. So uh, I was just talking about Alaska a little bit, and uh, you were mentioning um, the Republicans and their ideas. Hmm. Um, can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, anti-immigrant. Yeah. Anti-natives. Right, right. And it, and it, it's, it's just... It's nonsensical at this point because right now we're dealing with a national labor shortage. Correct. Yeah. And they're still maintaining this anti-immigrant thing, even though 
they would be they right. could fill a lot of these jobs. Right. And it takes so much in resources, you know, like building the wall, building the wall, <laughs> which is ineffective because people just climb right over climb it, or right go, over it, or go around it, or whatever. They've cut through it. Too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. And what a shameful national symbol to have this weird metal looking wall that's yeah. you know uh, that is separating us from our some of our closest allies trade mm. allies political allies we could be doing so much more in terms mm. of diplomacy you mm. know helping uh mexico uh fix some of its uh, economic woes if, mm-hmm. if you know if they want that help mm. um you know it, it, it's not good to impose but if they want that help mm. um you know, there's so much more that we could be doing besides building a wall. Come on. That's that's embarrassing. And they're supposed to be fiscal conservatives. Right, right. And they're wasting all this money. And they know they're wasting money. They and, know and it. And Trump specifically stole money from the Department of Defense oh, to spend on the wall. Too. Wow, wow. And the Supreme Court allowed him to do that. Wow, wow. Yeah, pretty awful. And and just think about by, by the Constitution, yeah. the House of Representatives controls the power, the purse. Yeah, the Supreme Court did an unrun around the Constitution, oh. allowed Trump to do whatever he wanted. With oh, the I didn't know that. You would know that because you're, you know, <laughs> up on political science. I'm so glad to to hear this. Yeah, I didn't even know that. And part of that is, you know, I I've kind of isolated myself, so I, in in some ways I'm very behind. So I, I keep learning more and more as mm. I go through these interviews. Mm. Um, what else? What else do you think is a problem that we're facing? I mean, obviously, trans people <coughs> are facing a lot of problems right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like the the Republicans are really threatening us. Um, what worries me the most. <clears throat> is if they do get control of Congress, yeah, and then get control of the White House in twenty four, right? Because right things, now it's pretty much Democratic. Things controlled could go sideways very quickly. Yeah, right. For small minorities like yeah. trans people, right? I'm it's, talking. It's bad now. I'm talking. We're talking like Nuremberg type laws. Yeah. Where we're not going to be able to work, right? Uh, they may suspend our visa, our passports, yeah. and stuff. Well, so we won't even be able to leave if we want. Some states are some individual states are making it more difficult for trans people to change their legal doc- documents. So yeah, that's a step to that, you know. And then um, some states have made it harder for um, people who are on Medicaid, who are older, who mm-hmm. are you know poor, disabled, mm-hmm. from getting care. Yeah, I mean. Uh, if somebody can't get health care, what are they going to do? You know, that's it's harmful. The state is harming people. 